Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun with the news you need to get the week going. Our top story on this Monday, February 6th. The two survivors of a car crash that killed three others in Lincoln County over the weekend are improving and expected to live. The Missouri Highway Patrol says the Ford Focus was driving too fast for conditions when it went airborne on a hill crest on South Chantilly Road around 4 in the morning Sunday. It left the road, hit a tree, overturned. Corporal Dallas Thompson was asked if the driver was hill jumping on purpose. There are, there are those rumors that are out there that uh, we're hearing the same thing. Um, but we, we can't confirm if that's what the actual intent of the, of the driver was to be doing at the time. The driver, a 17-year-old girl, was ejected but survived. The other survivor is a 20-year-old male who was a backseat passenger. Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. The all clear at Webster Groves High School after a lockout with nobody going in or out, but classes continuing as usual today. A social media threat prompted the lockout. Currently, 146 school districts across Missouri have implemented or are planning a four-day school week. According to Dr. John Turner of Missouri State University, he says they've mainly been centered in rural areas of the state. When Independence does it, the hometown of Harry Truman with over 14,000 students, now it does definitely get attention, and there is no out since uh, independence adoptions. Now I'm getting people that are calling me that have told me in the past we'll never go to the four-day week, but now that they hear that, now they, they, they say, well, maybe things have changed here. Independent school district will go to a four-day week this fall. Dr. Turner pointed out that every state west of the Mississippi River offers the four-day school week as an option for districts. Missouri Senate leader Caleb Rowden says people are taking notice of which states are pushing back against China following last week's incursion of the purported spy balloon. Senator Rowden took to Twitter today to say the CCP is becoming more brazen, and that's why he filed Senate Joint Resolution 41. It prohibits Chinese entities from owning real estate or farmland in Missouri and bans TikTok and similar apps on state-owned devices. The balloon shot down Saturday was not the first Chinese spy balloon to traipse across U.S. territory. That's the word from Illinois Senator Dick Durbin. In the Trump administration, there were three Chinese balloons. There was one earlier in the Biden administration that didn't get much publicity. None of those did. Uh, this one was done in such a blatant attempt uh, to gather information that it could be spotted. Durbin says he supports the decision to wait until the balloon was over open waters, not over populated areas, to shoot it down. The Republican-backed effort to strip the St. Louis City Circuit Attorney of some power has been sent to the full Missouri House for debate. The measure approved by the House Rules Committee is substantially different from the original bill. That original bill gave the governor almost absolute power to appoint whoever he wanted to prosecute major cases in the city. But the committee substitute would strip the proposed power of the governor to appoint a special prosecutor. Instead, the governor would have to ask a committee of state prosecutors to select a special prosecutor for those St. Louis City major prosecutions. It's a complicated proposal that likely will generate heated partisan debate in the next few months. From Missouri's capital, Phil Brooks, KMOX News. A former congressman keeps his current job, at least for now. University City is sticking with former Congressman Lacey Clay as a Washington lobbyist, even after his name was brought up in the St. Louis Alderman bribery scandal. City manager Gregory Rose tells the Business Journal they would need confirmation from the U.S. attorney that Clay is the so-called 
public official one who took $10,000 from a federal informant. That official later returned the money, saying it should be given over to his political action committee instead, which it was. Clay denies any involvement. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. In a KMOX follow-up, last week's town hall on safety and traffic improvements along River to Pear Boulevard from Lansdowne to Gravoy has been rescheduled for February 27th. Derek Neuner, president of Princeton Heights Neighborhood Association, says these safety improvements have been desperately needed for a long time. That we've asked for because these roads have kind of reached the end of their life and they've been full of potholes, debris, and really have been unsafe too because you get high speeds through there. Neuner adds not having turn lanes into the neighborhoods. There have been numerous accidents. The February 27th meeting will be at Bishop DeBerg High School from 6.30 to 8. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. In the days when motels didn't have such a bad reputation, the Twin City Motel was the place for road trippers heading up and down Highway 61. Festus Fire Chief Jeff Broombaugh says what's left of the old place caught fire at about 3.15 this morning. Initial crews got there. They thought they had it knocked down, um, but when they ventilated the roof, there was a lot of fire in the attic, and with it being a common attic, we thought it'd run the whole length of the building, but the crews did a good job of uh, stopping it. Lately, the motel rooms have been turned into storage units. The cause of the fire is still under investigation, but they know it started at the rear of the motel. The KMOX business desk, the Missouri Cannabis Trade Association, says the opening weekend of recreational marijuana sales brought in $12.7 million statewide. Mocan Trade says Friday's $5 million in sales compares to the $3 million Illinois dispensaries sold on their opening day in January 2020, despite Missouri having half the population. As the news continues, a hearing is set for Wednesday by a Missouri House committee on a bill to legalize sports wagering. Representative Phil Cristofanelli of St. Peter's talked with KMOX's Sean Michael Lyle about why he thinks the bill will succeed this year when it failed to pass last session. Well, uh, as you know, we have a new General Assembly now, and so there's a whole bunch of new members in the legislature. Last year, uh, we got pretty far through the legislative process and really didn't have a whole lot of opposition. Uh, It got a really strong vote out of the Missouri House, uh, but it got tangled up over in the Senate. And really, that was a result of internal Senate politics that had, in my opinion, uh, more to do with personality than actual policy. And so I'm hoping that, you know, some some of the temperatures have cooled over there and there's a new spirit of collaboration that could uh, result in us getting uh, this much-needed legislation across the finish line. Yeah, it really seemed that the tangle in the Senate, um, that it had nothing to do with with the, the uh, sports betting at all, that it was just, it ran out of time before they were able to unsnare themselves from other issues. Is that about right? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, gaming politics always uh, come with uh, a number of, of controversies, but uh, there's pretty much unilateral consensus on on this piece of legislation, given the fact that states all around us are doing it right now, and everybody knows that there are Missourians that are engaging in sports wagering illegally on their cell phones. It's very easy to do. Uh, and so it's just common sense that we would pass a legal regulatory framework for this, uh, for this uh, practice in order for the state to reap some revenue that we can spend on priorities like public safety and education and infrastructure and all the things we care about. Like I said last time, it was kind of a gimme putt, and it looks like it would be again. Are, are you anticipating any, any problems? What do you, what do you see as being the, the biggest issue, the biggest challenge? 
You know, I don't think there's a lot of policy issues on this one. I think that, you know, most people are in agreement about the direction that we need to go. We might fiddle a little bit over whether the tax rate should be 10 percent, 12 percent, 8 percent. But ultimately, I think that uh, most people want to see a sports betting bill passed. I think it's just a question is whether it can uh, overcome some of the the hurdles of of politics and and mostly the Senate. So uh, we'll stay tuned and see. I know that there were some uh, some matters as to um, the, the casinos and things to be worked out between those entities. Have, do you think you've got most of the details worked out? Yeah, I think everybody's on the same page. Uh, for the longest time, there was you know not agreement between uh, some of the app companies uh, like DraftKings and our internal leagues, the the Chiefs and the and the Cardinals and and our local casinos. So that that's where people were, uh, things were getting tied up in the past, but all three of those groups have really come together and I think hammered out a compromise on all of the critical issues that has everybody rowing in the same direction, and now we just need to make sure that this issue doesn't get tangled up in, in unrelated issues in the Capitol. That's State Representative Phil Cristofanelli of St. Peter's talking about his bill to legalize sports wagering in Missouri. Let's switch gears and talk with Jack Cardetti of the Missouri Cannabis Trade Association about how did the surprise early opening weekend go, Jack? Yeah, I think most people were anticipating that adult use sales of marijuana would start in Missouri on Monday. Uh, We were pleasantly surprised when the Missouri Department of Health gave everyone the green light on Friday. So we anticipated sort of a soft weekend opening, and the totals we got today uh, show anything but. In fact, there were 12 $0.7 million worth of marijuana sold from Missouri dispensaries uh, in that three-day weekend, Uh, really a figure that kind of is beyond what we thought would take place. So a lot of excitement about Missouri's new uh, adult-use marijuana program. How how maybe can you compare this to uh, we saw in St. Louis, the opening in Illinois in 2020? How does this compare to that? Yeah, obviously, you know, Illinois is a state that has twice the population in Missouri, and yet Missouri's opening uh, day of marijuana sales almost doubled what we saw in Illinois back in January of 2020. So a ton of excitement here among Missouri customers, but also I think it just shows Missouri's a really well-run program. Missouri Department of Health does a good job. The taxes aren't too high, which is something that we uh, I know a lot of people complain about in Illinois and, and other places. And so uh, the, the other thing that's just really important is that, you know, Missouri voters only approved legalization 87 days ago. Uh, and so it took 87 days to get the program up and running, and Missourians able to walk into a dispensary and make a purchase. That's something that's really good for our communities. It's something that, quite frankly, is good for our economy. I've been asked this question a few times. Where does the state revenue, tax revenue, go? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in Missouri, there's just a 6% tax on the sale of adult-use marijuana. Uh, First and foremost, that goes towards automatically expunging past nonviolent cannabis records off off Missourians' uh, records. And we think that that's vitally important. In essence, if you have something on your criminal record for an activity that's legal today, then you shouldn't have to do anything to get that off your record. We were the very first state in the entire country to pass automatic expungements of past cannabis records by a vote of the people, something we're very, very proud of. So a third of the money will go towards uh, the criminal justice reform and the uh, expungements. A third of the money will go towards veterans' health care in Missouri, and a third of the money will go towards substance abuse programs. So, 
Um, Missourians can feel good when they're going into a dispensary uh, in the coming days that they're going to pay a small tax, but that tax will go to some really valuable programs here in the Show, show Me State. That is Jack Cardetti of the Missouri Cannabis Trade Association with us on KMOX with the latest numbers from the opening weekend of adult use sales in Missouri. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. STL All Local is a production of the KMOX News Team. Subscribe on the Odyssey app.